thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, a Norwegian University of Science and Technology study has suggested that costs associated with overweight individuals in the Norwegian population may be even greater than those associated with obesity. And given that 75% of men and 61% of women were overweight or obese in that country, these costs are not insignificant. The researchers said that although the individual costs are highest for people who are obese, the total costs for society are highest in relation to people who are overweight, since there are many more people who are overweight than obese. They said we often hear that obesity represents a high cost for both individuals and society because it increases the risk of health problems. All in all, however, the costs associated with being overweight are much higher. We're seeing a shift in the entire population towards a higher BMI. People with a BMI in the quote-unquote normal range have also gained weight. They say they don't want people who are overweight to feel ashamed because of that, but we need to be reflective in how we shed light on the issue and how we deal with this as a society. And they were concerned that stigmatisation may cause people with a high BMI to avoid the use of health services. They went on to say that a person with a BMI of 33 does not necessarily have higher costs for health services than a BMI of 23, but that if you looked at the average of all the people with a BMI of 33 and 23, then the people with a BMI of 33 have higher costs for health services than those with a BMI of 23. I hope that makes sense. As always, the links are in the show notes. And my opinion on this is, first of all, it is important to recognise, and the authors did recognise this in this study, that on an individual basis, BMI isn't a great measure of health. You know, I can say for myself personally, when I've been in what I would consider a very healthy range, I've been in that overweight category, purely as a result of having a little bit more muscle on my body than perhaps the average person used in those studies. So BMI isn't the be-all and end-all. As the authors did point out, though, when you look at it on a population basis, uh, it does reflect and, and correlate strongly with healthcare costs and presumably then also with healthcare burden in that the burden of those people health is impacting on their lives and on their families and on their communities which is really important you know i think it is important that we do individualize our healthcare that that whilst these sort of global studies are great to see trends and to see what's going on and to identify where we may be able to have an impact from a public health perspective, it's also really important that when we're looking at individuals, we do look at the individuals and what's going on in their own individual circumstances and don't just discriminate or stigmatize based on weight. You know, I think it's really important here that we focus on the issue and not the person so that we're dealing with, you know, not saying people are wrong or bad or are a burden or are costly, but we're talking about an issue. We're talking about a health issue that we need to be aware of, that we need to be mindful of, that we need to be working on as a society. And I also think that if we can shift away from the sort of the negative connotations of what's going wrong and focus towards the positive connotations of what we can do right, then a focus on health might be more effective uh, and also less discriminatory. I think we need to change the conversation and start talking to people about what they can do to be healthy and how that's going to impact on their lives and how that's going to help them achieve what they want to achieve in their life and and teach them and show them how to do that. And I think that is by its nature probably going to be more effective, but definitely going to be less discriminatory towards those people who are 
wherever their weights are, for whatever reason their weights are at that. So I do think we need to be mindful that on an individual basis, there can be a lot of reasons for um, different weights. And as well, that on an individual basis, as the authors said, there isn't always a correlation between weight and health and weight and health expense. So whilst it's true on a population basis, it's not necessarily true on an individual basis. And so we do need to be mindful of that. By the same token, I think it's important to understand that weight is one marker. You know, it's one health marker that we can use to get a global picture of what's going on in that individual's health. It's one of many. And so you don't want to use that just by itself. You want to combine that with their with their bloods, with their metabolism, with their levels of lean muscle mass, with their, you know, with a whole range of other factors, you can start to build a more holistic picture about the health of that individual. Now that doesn't mean that you ignore that it means that you look at it from a global perspective that you understand that's one marker that we can look at and if we combine it with a bunch of other markers then it's probably going to give us a better more holistic picture it also means that it it can be a warning sign where where if you see that your weight is creeping up then you might want to have a look at what else is going on is it just your weight creeping up and there's a reason for that and that's totally okay and it's not a negative health implication or is it a sign that other deeper stuff is going on and that when you look at your other markers, they are also tracking in the wrong direction and that you need to do something about it, right? So whilst it's not the only measure, whilst it may not even be the most important measure, it is a measure and it can be a warning sign that something's heading in the wrong direction. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation about this or any other episode of This Week in Wellness, join my Healthy Lifestyle Choices Facebook group or find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to docsbrethill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.